Good evening. My name is Jonathan Cortez, candidate for District 2 City Council, and welcome to the 508, a show about Worcester. And I'm Mike Benedetti at September the 4th, and once again, we're interviewing candidates for the Worcester City Council. Jonathan, thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank you very much for having me. I want to ask you uh, some questions. These are sort of, some of these are from the list of questions we've been asking people. Some of these are Facebook questions. Some of these are our brain trusts emailing us in questions for the candidates. Uh, last week, we talked to a guy who was running for at-large city council, somebody that everybody in the city is going to vote for. Jonathan is running for uh, city council in just in District 2. What, what is the general outline of District 2? Oh, actually, it's quite, uh, it's quite large. Um, it's Lake Avenue, uh, up Hamilton Street, down to Grafton Street. It encompasses a little bit of Main South, downtown Worcester City Hall. Uh -huh. um, it also heads over down to Grove Street, uh, Sears Island, comes back around to Lincoln Street, mm -hmm. and uh, it obviously incorporates uh, Belmont Street, Shrewsbury Street, Franklin Street. Uh, so it's a, it's a pretty diverse and uh, a large district in the city. Um, why are you, uh, what, do, what do I want to ask first? Um, boy, I need to drink more coffee here. Um, <laughs> what, let me ask you this first. What, uh, what line of work are you in? Actually, I'm, in, I'm employed by the state. I work okay. for the uh, Executive Office of Labor and Workforce Development. Okay. I am an operations manager at the Career Center in Milford, Mass. And I work with uh, the Worcester office and the Southbridge office. How did you get involved in that kind of work? Well, actually, my background has been operations, management, uh, manager operations. Uh, prior to that, I worked for the Department of Commerce mm -hmm. uh, for a couple of years. And before that, I actually had uh, 16 years experience working here in the local area for a uh, family-owned business, a, a computer company, okay. software and hardware uh, solutions. And that, that gave me uh, a strong foundation in working with the community, working with a uh, small business. And uh, that's the line of work that I, uh, that I enjoy. How, are you, uh, how have you been active in uh, the city of Worcester? Well, uh, behind the scenes, I've done a lot of things in the city of Worcester. Uh, I, I've been involved in uh, other campaigns, other people's campaigns, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be uh, local or at the state level. I've also been involved in boards. I've served on the, uh, the, the Central Las Americas uh, Executive Committee. I was chairman of the Strategic Planning Committee there as well. I served on a board for uh, an organization out of Boston called OISTE. Uh, they had a Central Mass chapter. Uh, so I've been working with community initiatives and programs uh, for quite a while in background. Um, I also volunteer a lot of my time to work with uh, events. Uh, I work, I've been coaching uh, youth sports and up until the uh, semi-pro level for mm -hmm. about 15 years. So I've been working with the youth, uh, young adults. Uh, and all of this has given me a, a well-rounded uh, background in terms of being able to work with uh, people like city administrators, legislators, uh, community-based organizations that are working on behalf of the community uh, and, and, and obviously the, the people in the community. It's just a line of work that I've, I think I've grown up with. My father you know, came to this country in the 1960s. Uh, uh, my parents actually came from Colombia mm -hmm. and they get involved with the community. Uh, they've been, my father's been a, an advocate for community services for a long time. My brother, Marwin, who's, uh, he's now serving 20 years in the Army. He's a major in the Army. Mm -hmm. uh, my, br my younger brother uh, works with the, with the public schools. As I said, I work for the state in uh, you know, the career center, helping people find employment and, and things of that nature. So my entire family has basically you know, worked in the community, uh, behind the scenes, and, and, and you know, trying to move, move forward. Let me ask you this. Why, so after, you know, doing all these different things for the community, why, is, why did you decide that you would like to try to make a move to being on the city council? Well, I think I, 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 think I bring about uh, a new voice, okay. uh, a new perspective. 
you know, being behind the scenes, you know, integrating and, and working with folks at all different levels. You, you, you see uh, the work that needs to be done. You understand the work that needs to be done and how to how it needs to get done. And I think my background, uh, as diversified as it is, has given me a strong foundation to move forward. And I feel feel very confident that I can come to the uh, to City Hall and work on behalf of my district in a positive and uh, effective manner. I think that um, I bring about uh, creative ideas. Uh, I, I like to I, I like to bring about collaboration. Always always working with folks, uh, bringing people together. Uh, I think that's you know that's an important aspect of it, and not to be overlooked is being able to to provide a friendly, courteous, respectful voice and listen to what the people are saying. Uh, not not only the the big companies, but also down in, down at the neighborhood level. Yeah. You know the the neighbors who are concerned about what we were talking earlier, whether it be education, the housing, jobs, um, the city of Worcester as a whole, uh, its growth, its future, its progress, um, and their comfort level with the fact that uh, you know they live in Worcester, they would love to stay in Worcester, and, and how best to how best to live in Worcester and 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 and, and continue to have their family. You know, enjoy the services, the public safety, um, you know, the the schooling that we have, and build on that. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I think for me, it's 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 the next step. It's it's a great challenge, and, and I'm I've accepted that uh, that that position. I want to ask you a little bit about economic development. Sure. And um, I don't know. Everybody's for economic development. Sure. I guess the the one concrete question I would ask you about is uh, the Midtown Mall as mm -hmm. an example of an economic development issue. This is this this little this little mall, little indoor mall downtown. Yeah. You know, it's been open all through. You know, the the big mall being shut down and now being rebuilt into a different thing. Um, there always seem to be people in there buying stuff, but it's been something that the city council on and off for years has talked about. Isn't there a way that we can get rid of this thing? And uh, the incumbent councilor in your district, Phil Palmieri, has been outspoken in saying, like, the city should use eminent domain mm -hmm. to take this property because this is just not the kind of thing we want to see downtown. Um, is that, is are you, would you be in favor of the city taking and demolishing that mall? Well, I'm in favor of the city working together with everybody, uh, all small businesses, in terms of rebuilding. And, and, and it's starting with, with the Front Street uh, being open now. Yeah. I think we have to look at everything that's going on downtown. I mean, for example, but I, I, I just Midtown I, Mall. I want to. I want to fo focus it to that mall, though. I mean, okay. is 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 that? Do you think that, that? Do you think that that's an appropriate use of eminent domain powers? No, this? I you don't. don't, I, don't so. I don't think so. So you so you would so you wouldn't be in favor of the city using eminent domain to to seize that mall. At least to, as things to stand seize right that now. mall. No, because as what I was going to say is that whole stretch of properties there, from Dunkin' Donuts down to the CVS, there are buildings that are fairly empty. Yeah. Uh, and so it's not just one one specific aspect of it that's shutting down that area. I mean, we have to have a big picture and say, okay, if it were to be taken by eminent domain, what is going to happen with that entire strip in terms of uh, 44 Front Street? FedEx has left. Uh, tenants have left 44 Front Street. Um, the, the restaurant at the corner uh, has changed names numerous times. And, mm -hmm. and, and So we need to, what's the big picture? What are we going right. to do? If we take it, great. Okay, why? Why we take it? Let's not just take it to take it. What is the vision of that street and when is that vision going to happen? Because at this point in time, like you said, it's serving constituents. It's serving community people who are walking through that mall and, and use, utilizing it. Right. Now we have to build a partnership, big picture moving forward in terms of could that mall be a piece of what's going to happen in the future? And if not, let's talk about what the future is. Mm -hmm. You know, It's not just one piece. Let's talk about everything that's going on at, at downtown. What, what kind of concrete things would you like to see happen with downtown? 
Well, I think it needs to become a more of a vibrant area. I, sure. I, I love I love the Hanover Theater, mm-hmm. but what I don't like about the Hanover Theater is the fact that, it, you know, people from the outside come in to take in the show, mm-hmm. and they park across in the parking lot or in the public library. They walk to the Hanover Theater, and as soon as the show is over, they leave. Yes. What we need to do is build a, an infrastructure or a downtown area where it's convenient for folks who come to visit our great city, folks who come and visit the beautiful Hanover Theater, mm-hmm. stay. Yeah. And whether it be, you know, you know, the common area or what have you, where there's, once again, we talked about off, offline was, you know, a walking area where people can go to restaurants and, and, and partake in an after, an after event would be wonderful. And that's what we got to tie all together. You, you can't have a Taj Mahal in the middle of nowhere. We have to work on the entire downtown region. And that's part of, you know, Hanover Theater. That's part of the Common. That's part of the new Front Street. Um, that's part of the Midtown Mall. How does this all tie together moving forward? I want to ask you about another uh, economic development question. This is something which uh, one of my friends emailed me. This is an issue which, frankly, I know nothing about. But they wanted to see what you thought about how the CSX rail yard expansion went for your district and whether that was worth it. Well, I mean, in the overall scheme of things for the city of Worcester, it's an important and vital piece because it's bringing in an opportunity for folks who, who live in Worcester to work outside of Worcester and have a commuting, a commuting solution. Right. Um, and obviously, by the same token, it makes it easier for folks to come visit Worcester if you, if you can board uh, the, the train and come right into Union Station and then, uh, you know, visit Worcester and, and partake in all the evac- events and activities that we have. Locally in District 2, obviously, we have to uh, harbor the brunt of the noise factor in the, in the, in the, in the train lines themselves. That is probably the biggest issue that, um, that we have in our neighborhood. Yeah. And unfortunately, looking at the big picture, some of the things that were overlooked were probably sound and operations, mm. which is affecting, of course, the neighbors who live along the rail yard and or in District 2 are in close proximity and hear the, the horns, if you will, and the, and the trains buzzing by and what have you at all different sorts of times. So I think as it, as it stands now, I believe it's at about 70, 70% capacity. Okay. And they're looking to increase that, tra- that traffic. Mm-hmm. I think now is the important time to now start to reflect on what can we do to benefit the neighborhoods that are being directly affected by the noise and the, and the high volume of traffic that occurs there. Um, I don't think that was, you know, that could have been handled a little bit better for folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's what we need to address now is, okay, we're at a certain point at the stage in the development process, if you will. We're not even at 100% capacity. Moving forward, before we start to do these things, how can we best work together in terms of making sure that the local neighborhoods are well taken care of and addressed? Because they are, you know, they're, they're neighbors. We are neighbors right. with CSX, and CSX are neighbors with District 2 uh, neighborhoods, and, and we need to work together. And that's an important part of the overall picture. Do you have, do you have any sense of what kinds of things can be can be done to deal with to deal with noise or to otherwise make it worth people's well, I hassle? Think so. Well, I think uh, a lot. There are some federal regulations in terms of how how they have to uh, operate and their their horns and and the timing of things. I think they need to sit down. We need to sit down and say, okay, during certain periods of time and or during certain periods of um, operations, can can other methods of communication be be done mm. uh, so that it doesn't impact the residents of the along along the train lines. Right. Um, I know that from an infrastructure standpoint, you know, and housing in terms of windows and you know, kind of soundproof walls and things. Yeah. That's that's going to be a little bit expensive to kind of do now. Right. Um, so whether it be 
trees, walls, uh, some kind of sound barriers, or I think more along the lines of working with the, the train companies and saying what can we do to minimize the noise that goes yeah. along the train lines is really what needs to be uh, uh, talked about. Okay. Um, the, another question re- re- relevant to just to your district that sure. people asked me to ask was about the parks, because you have a lot of parks. Mm. You have Bell Pond, you have Green Hill Park, Institute Park, East Park. Um, people asked both about thinking just thoughts about swimming safety at Bell Pond as well as trying to increase usage of Institute Park and East Park or just parks in general what are your thoughts actually I, I love that question and that's and that's a big one that I that I actually like to talk about because okay. um, I, I believe that we have some some of the nicest parks in the city of Worcester um, but we also have some parks that need some work uh, one park that you did not mention was uh, Grant Square Park okay um, up near uh, behind Catherine Street Memorial Hospital um, it's a nice little park for the residents there and, and, and needs some work and I'm hoping that we, you know, by, by working with the neighborhood there and some great people there uh, to, to bring that to the table and say, hey, you know, we, we need to take care of that area as well. But in terms of Institute Park um, and in the East Park, for example, um, I love the fact that they, these are great venues. Um, they should be where, they should be the, the key area where events, activities, uh, festivals are had because the beauty of it all is that there are businesses that also coincide in a right right along. I mean, obviously, Shrewsbury having Restaurant Row, mm-hmm. uh, Institute Park having Highland Street, and some of the nice little nice little stores there as well. Yeah. Um, I, I think that um, working together so that the residents understand that they're that they're not their neighborhood is not being overtaken by people that are coming in and, and starting you know uh, some crazy activities. But I think there are good family opportunities, family-oriented activities, mm-hmm. have uh, some of the school bands, you know, go to these venues and play a free concert, or maybe use it as a fundraiser where people can, you know, throw some money in a hat, uh, park themes, I think things like that are really the, the essence of what the park should be used for. Family-oriented activities, uh, weekend activities, early evening, you see a lot of these in the small towns where the communities come to the gazebo at the center of town, and, right. and there's a jazz band playing there for a couple of hours. Uh, that should be happening almost on a daily basis during the summer mm. in, in, these, in these beautiful parks that we have here. Um, that should be a consistent theme, a series of events uh, that are going on so that families can come out and enjoy themselves. And, and we can have people come in from out of town who will come in, enjoy that, and then walk around and enjoy everything that we have to offer. Hmm. Um, I want to ask you, a, I guess, a related quality of life question, which uh, people were interested to know, which is, do the children in your life plan to live in Worcester when they grow up? Uh, my kids love the city of Worcester. Yeah. Um, my two sons live in the city of Worcester, and my daughter uh, currently uh, goes to college at Western New England, but uh, she, she comes back as often as possible. So they, they, yeah. they like the city. Um, they enjoy the diversity of the city. They, they like the fact that they can go one way and you know find a nice little jewel of a restaurant, uh, a nice corner place, and, and obviously we have, we have it all. I mean, we have... Uh, so much to offer historically um, we have so many great things going on here in the city of Worcester it's just it's just unbelievable and and, and, and really this is the, this is why the city of Worcester I'm so excited to be part of this opportunities because the city of Worcester is, has an, it continues to grow I mean it, it's expanded from when I was a kid uh, what what is up what is available in terms of eateries and restaurants and uh, nightlife and activities uh, has just it's growing and growing I can see I would love to see that to continue to happen, um, and, I, and I think it's great for the city to be able to offer that to all of its constituents and all of Central Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that Worcester residents should be allowed to keep chickens? 
have chicken you followed this issue, the chicken issue? Well, yeah, that started quite a few years ago. I think it was actually yeah. um, Council Palmieri who brought that up, if, if I'm not mistaken, but at some point in time. But honestly, I mean, the, the city is a city. Mm -hmm. um, I guess if you put in the right rules and guidelines and stipulations, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the chicken coops myself. Okay. Um, but that's that's just me being a city boy. Uh -huh. um, but by the same token, again, I guess you know when we look at, at the whole picture, um, is it is it an important item? Yeah, I think there's a lot more important items that I can focus my time on, and I think that city, city council needs to spend their time on. Mm -hmm. uh, but if it's brought to the table because constituents have a need or a requirement, we got to look at it and, and again make the decision in the best interest of the total community. Okay. Um, what else do I want to ask here? Do you think that the city of Worcester is financially sustainable? I think I think it is, and I think it can be. I okay. think uh, again, just talking about the city of Worcester. The city of Worcester, unlike a lot of cities, has a great opportunity to be the central focal point uh, forever. I mean, yeah. just geographically, because of where we where we are, uh, we have a lot of land, we have a lot of buildings, we have a lot of space. I, I think it's a it's a it's a great area where, you know, uh, we can host. Uh, lots of businesses, both small and large. Um, we have a lot of technology at our disposal, the colleges that are here. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I just think it's a centralized area where we can really be a dominant force uh, for a, you know, for a city of our size. Mm -hmm. uh, we're never going to be Boston. We're never going to be, you know, Providence. Right. And, and I don't, I actually don't aspire to be that. I, I like Worcester for what Worcester is. We have character. We have history. We have a we have a family-oriented values uh, that, that is our community. I'd like to keep that. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, when we walk along whatever streets you're walking along, whatever neighborhood you walk into, you know people. You, people recognize you, and, and, and vice versa. That that intimacy of knowing, uh, you know, who who your neighbors are, that's still important. And I think that Worcester has kept that. Uh, everybody knows who everybody is, and and I think that's an important piece that we have to you know accept and say, hey, yeah, let's build on that. Let's let's offer services, let's offer activities, let's have these events, let's beautify our, all of our parks and beautify all of our neighborhoods. But let's keep let's keep Worcester what it is, and it's a great working community where people can you know bring up raise their families. Do you think that city government? Do you think that the city government in Worcester is financially sustainable? Um, it should be. Uh, it, it should be. Uh, is it? Uh, I, th I think everybody's working to, to be at that level. But I think, you know, again, we have to think outside the box. We cannot continue to just do the, the same old, same old status quo. And um, I think we have an opportunity because of who we are to bring about new businesses, bring about new economic development, uh -huh. um, and partner with companies and or organizations that are coming in from, from all over right. and sell WISTA for what it is. It, it's a viable option and continue to bring in folks. Uh, I mean, we have to take care of our own first and foremost. And I think the way to do that is by bringing new businesses, new activities, new events uh, to, right, to, right to the heart of Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. um, I think what else I need to ask here? I guess um, I'm just sort of curious to know if there's what kinds of things in terms of bringing business to the sure. city, what kinds of things need to be happening? Because I know that there's always a lot of, there's at least always a lot of effort around this. And sometimes it seems to be paying off and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it's just a question of these are good ideas and there's some issues with execution. I was just interested to know if you have any sort of critique of the way that is happening now. If you have any major disagreements with that. Well, I think 
I think the government serves a purpose, but I also think that um, I mean we're we're at an advantage now. I think that the regional, the, the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce is gonna is gonna elevate its game, if you will, now right. that uh, uh, Tim Murray is, is working there as, as right. the executive director. I think that brings some uh, validity to the fact that uh, Central Mass is a, uh, and has been a uh, such a vital vital point in in, in Massachusetts. Um, what I think we need to do is is look outside. There are, there are international companies. I know that I, I've, I've actually spoken to a company out of uh, Westwood, uh, Gray, Gray and Gray. They just signed a, uh, an international agreement with uh, the country of Colombia, a, a bit, a, an organization down there, where they're trying, both companies are trying to import and export businesses, business ideas. So companies from third world countries and or Europe, uh, I know that uh, Germany is, is working with uh, the state of Massachusetts in bringing in manufacturing companies and possibly here to, to Worcester. Mm -hmm. um, this is the kind of, you know, international market you know, that we need to also get embraced because Worcester is such a centralized area um, that we can solicit businesses, I think from a private standpoint, but also from a public standpoint and working together and saying, we can bring in these private industries here, these companies who are gonna, who are gonna uh, plant their, their roots in, in our area, which obviously would increase jobs. Mm -hmm. And these are well-paying jobs, um, increase the number of small business opportunities for, for our constituents and neighbors and friends who can get involved with these things. That's the kind of the, 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 the vision that we need to start talking about is we can't go to the same type of businesses every day that we've gone through over and over and over again. We need to expand and, and solicit every type of business. Uh, when we're talking about high tech, we're talking about STEM programs, we're talking about manufacturing, uh, obviously health and services, uh, you know, we're, we're very strong in. Right. So take what we're very strong in and continue to build on that um, because it, it's like anything else. In sales, if you have a market and you can refer and reference uh, successful in, uh, endeavors that already exist, then then these other companies and these other organizations you know, would, would would gear their efforts to kind of joining in that in that area because it becomes a vibrant uh, uh, potential for them business-wise. And, and this is what the city of Worcester, um, whether it be people that work for the city or are hired by the city or, you know, partnerships with the, the Chamber of Commerce's of Central Mass and things of that nature, to bring that, that those kind of relationships to the forefront. I want to ask you the now the important questions. This is the first question of the question that Brendan, Brendan has wanted wanted us to ask people, what do you carry with you on a, on a daily basis? Okay. What I carry with me is uh, the keys to my car, my uh -huh. house, um, my wallet, which is a little light, okay. and uh, <laughs> my cell phone. Okay. And that's it. That's it. Traveling light. Very, very simple. What is your, what is your uh, max bench press? Uh, my max bench press. Well, I work out at 225. Okay. I don't think I've maxed out because uh, I'm getting a little older now, uh -huh. and uh, you know it's getting a little more... A little tougher, yeah. So I've actually uh, started to do a little bit more running nowadays. Oh, really? Yes. I, a, a group of friends of mine, about a year ago, uh, a little over a year ago, they they were runners and they were running and they were getting into these events and uh -huh. and I actually started to uh, participate in these uh, these mud runs, if you will. Okay. So I do. I've I've done the Warrior Dash. I've done the Spartan Race. Uh, those are the. I'm not particularly a, fan, a fan of running, just to run around. Uh -huh. But I, I guess I use the running so that I could, uh, you know, survive these events at the end of the, at the end of the month or every other couple months. So yeah. that's what I do. What is your time on those events? Oh, you're really putting me on the spot. Okay, I run about a nine-minute mile. Okay, and uh, it depends on who's uh, who's pushing me along. So I got a uh -huh. couple of buddies of mine, uh, one in particular who who makes me run pretty pretty quick. That's quick at my age, I think. 
Um, but it's about on those tracks. I do about a 20 minute mile when I'm doing those those, those obstacle courses. Okay. About Good. 15 about 15 to 20 minutes. And so these mud like the mud run yeah. and the warrior dash and stuff. This is like an obstacle course and there's like mud, there's mud I guess. Well, yeah, there's a, a there's lot mud, there's a lot of obstacles. You okay. climb walls, you crawl under wires, you uh, you know, uh, flip tires, you mm -hmm. uh, you lift uh, you lift things, monkey bars, kind of it's all right. kind of uh, yeah, it's all it's about 18 to 20 obstacles in a in a 5k loop. So uh -huh. To be honest with you, there's not a lot of running right. because you have to kind of slow down and get to the obstacle, and then you yeah. got to address the obstacle and, and succeed at that, and then continue on. So, how do you train for those? It's it's a mix. Um, I, at first, I used to do a lot of running with it because I thought I was going to be doing a lot of running. But right. then I realized that you really have to continue to do your gym exercise. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I just started up was yoga. Ah. And that is not a lot harder than one most people would think. Where are you, where are you doing yoga? I'm doing that in Auburn. Bikram yoga? Yes, yoga? I am. Ah, uh, I love the Bikram I, yoga. I went there. I started about a three week, about a month ago. I went there at a six o'clock session uh -huh. um, in the in the warm room. It's a hot, like a sure. hundred degrees in there. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite the experience, but I, but I liked it, so we, I keep going back now. It's it's. It's new, it's different, and uh, hopefully it pays off dividends for me. I like this combination of Bikram Yoga and the Warrior Dash. This is good, yeah, a little bit of the extremes, right? Yeah. That's right. Well, that's I've right. always played sports. I've always been involved in sports. I uh -huh. mean, I, I, I grew up playing sports. I've coached sports. Uh, you know, I'm a competitive person by nature. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so these are the things, you know, I always have to have that goal. You know, it's kind of like the campaign. I'm in a race, yes. and I have to have a goal. And I'm trying to do the work and, and take the steps and the training. Uh -huh. And, you know, now the training has turned into door knocking. Right. You know, and, and talking to people. And, and I'm, you know, I'm out there every day, and I'm doing my work so that the goal on uh, November 5th is that, uh, you know, we get the most votes. Well, good luck. Oh, thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for being on 508. Oh, a pleasure. Thank you very much. The 508. That's right. And, uh, I, again, I'm Mike Benedetti. If you have any feedback, you can email us at pieandcoffee at gmail.com. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, Worcester.